They're gritty as heck. We got flaws, we've got warts. So does everybody else. There's nobody perfect. That's why you see what 12th and third is two games. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. talk football a lot tonight. A lot of Packers, different quarterback things. I want to build on our discussion from yesterday where we talked about Derek Carr. But before we get into football, I, I got to admit to you guys, I, I'm always open and honest. I'm not doing well today. I'm not doing well. I, I had a rough night last night. I got home and if you can tell in my voice, I'm, I'm struggling to even talk about this. I got home and I turned on the game between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics, right? That was my entertainment last night. I was going to watch the Cavs and the Celtics. And what happened at the end broke my heart. I'm unwell just thinking back about it less than 24 hours later. I'm gutted, gutted. I'm sick to my stomach over what happened to the Celtics because the Celtics were up by one, nay, two, with about five seconds left. And Grant Williams gets charged with a shooting foul on Donovan Mitch. I mean, brutal. And I'm gutted for Grant Williams. Probably wasn't a foul, but they stuck him with it. Just I just feel awful. Sink to my stomach over what happened. Donovan Mitchell makes both free throws. It's a tie game. Then the Celtics go down on the other end with a chance to win it. Grant Williams gets fouled, goes to the line, says, I'm going to make both, misses them both. I, I almost threw up. I mean, I, I'm just sick to my stomach over what gutted for the Celtics and for Grant Williams and for their fan base. And then the Cavs went on to win in overtime. I mean, I I, I, I couldn't sleep. That's how distraught I was. Just the, the way that the Celtics lost that game last night. I, oh, I don't even, I, I, I can barely even talk about it. That's how upset I am. <laughs> Screw the Celtics. God, that made my night last night. That made me so happy. I know that there's some conference tournament games going on, like UW-Milwaukee played last night. College basketball's going on. I'll pick up college basketball on Wednesday when the Badgers play their first game in the Big Ten tournament. Until then, I'm watching NBA. It's been too good. We got Sixers at Wolves tonight. I'm not going to miss that. I'm not going to miss that. Maybe Carl Anthony Towns will even be at the arena. Who knows if he even plays basketball again this year. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. All right, now we can talk about football. I didn't have to mention the NBA. God, that was funny watching the Cavs beat the Celtics last night, especially Grant Williams missing two crucial free throws after committing the uh, the foul that allowed the Cavs to score the, the tying points. Just, just great. Great theater, great drama. I enjoyed it greatly. I slept like a baby, actually. I was kidding. I was very much kidding. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you've had a great day. I'm glad you're here. We have a lot to discuss. A lot of things going on between the Packers and the Jets today, which isn't surprising. It's not totally shocking that things are progressing. It seemed like this was going to be the week that things finally had to start to happen. The franchise tag deadline was today, which means we now have clarity on the Daniel Jones situation and the Lamar Jackson situation, and things are moving. Things are happening. So deadline spur action. Aaron Rodgers has been spurred into action. The Jets have been spurred into action. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Like I said, I want to build on our conversation surrounding Derek Carr and the Saints that we started last night. Because I think there's a deeper conversation to be had about the signing of Derek Carr, what it means, and 
what the Saints are doing and what that means. I think there's a very good big picture football conversation to be had. So I want to do that at some point. Mike Clements is going to be here to talk Packers and Aaron Rodgers at 430. I bet he's going to tell some awesome stories and draw some really interesting parallels from when this happened the first when the Packers took the plane down to Mississippi to see Favre. And now today, the Jets are doing something very similar. So Mike Clements is going to join us in about a half hour. 608-796-2558 if you want to call or text the show. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Last night at 6 o'clock, when we were wrapping up the show, I said, well, we'll probably get a new Aaron Rodgers nugget by 4 p.m. tomorrow, so we'll talk about that. Because at the end of the show, I'm always like, hey, tomorrow we're going to do this. And last night, I'm like, I don't know, but something will happen with Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about it. And that's exactly what happened. The content gods, the sports gods, they provide. Like manna from heaven, book of Exodus, right? It comes down, tastes like coriander and honey. We just get a new Aaron Rodgers story, right? We woke up this morning to Trey Wingo's report that Rodgers and the Jets have talked. There have been discussions, and he's open to joining the Jets. This needs to happen already. Like, and, and I'm glad that the ball got rolling today, and they eventually flew out there, and they're talking about this uh, right now. The Jets brass took the private jet out there. We'll talk about that in a sec. This just needs to happen, okay? Because with every Aaron Rodgers nugget we get, this seems more inevitable, right? It's going to end up with Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. Seems like it, right? So let's just do it. Let's just make it happen, right? I don't see a world in which Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Packers now because if you and your wife are struggling, yeah, marriage analogy, great, Colin Cowherd. If you and your wife are struggling, you don't go on a date with other people to then figure out if you want to stay together, right? You don't take a trip to Vegas to decide whether or not you want to stay married to your partner. Hey, babe, I'm just going to take three days in Vegas with some of my close friends. We're just going to go get blasted and do a lot of risque things, and that'll help me clear my mind and decide whether or not we want to keep the marriage together. No! You don't go to Vegas to decide if you want to stay married. You don't go on dates with other people to decide whether or not you want to stay married. Right. And the Packers, reportedly, allegedly, from Mike Silver and others, Bob McGinn, the Packers are allegedly frustrated with Rodgers for not being all in, right? That's the issue. We read yesterday that if Rodgers comes to the Packers hat in hand and said, look, I'm bought in, right? I- I'm going to come to OTAs. I'm going to be at the offseason program. I'm going to be in contact with all my guys. I'm going to be part of this, and we're going for a Super Bowl. I'm all in. If he came to the Packers like that, they'd be receptive, right? The problem is, since he got paid $50 million a year, He's checked out a little bit. He's left them on red, as this generation would say. He's ghosted them. So the issue is Aaron Rodgers not being all in. The Packers want him around in April. They want him around for OTAs. They want all these things. And he's been at retreats. And now he's meeting with the Jets. Doesn't exactly seem like Rodgers is trending the way the Packers want him to trend. Right? It's like if your boss told you, hey, you got to stop coming in late. You're expected here at 8. You get here at 8.30 every morning. Come on. We need you here on time. We need you here at 8. And then you started coming in at nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, no, we're going in the wrong direction. We're going in the opposite direction. The Packers are concerned about Aaron Rodgers and his level of commitment. And this offseason, he seemingly got less committed, and now he's meeting with the Jets, even if that meeting has been sanctioned by the Packers, right? Don't get me wrong. That, that meeting is of the Packers doing, but it's still happening. That date, that meeting is still going on today. We learned this afternoon that the Jets flew out to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers, all of them. The owner, Woody Johnson, general manager, Joe Douglas, Robert Salah, the head coach, offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, Rodgers' buddy. They're all jumping on a plane. I pictured very clearly the Sopranos all lined up in suits. You got Tony, Pauly, Chrissy, Silvio, just standing in a line waiting to meet with Aaron Rodgers. 
I wonder if all the members of the Jets brass were willing to do some psychedelics today. That's what I found myself thinking about this afternoon. Once I saw the news, I think Diana Rossini had it, Dan Graziano, Jeff Darlington will probably jump in at some point with some detail about this. We learned that all of the, the front office members, the brass, the big names in the Jets organization are flying out there. My first thought was, it's about a six-hour plane ride from New York to L.A. There's no way at some point on that plane ride, one of those men looked at the other men and said, what if Aaron Rodgers asks us to get stoned? What if he asks us to drop some shrooms with him? Are, are, are we willing to do that? If that's what it takes to get this guy in a Jets uniform, I wonder if they had that moment. They had to. It's a six-hour plane ride. There's no way that didn't come up. Where one of them was like, all right, what if he asks us to you know, smoke a little something with him? And maybe maybe drink a little, little mushroom tea, a little plant medicine. Are we down? If that's what it takes to close the deal, are we going to do it? There's no way they didn't at least bring that up. It's a six-hour plane ride. They had to have made a plan with that. That's all I can think about. Rock and Rick is here. 608-796-2558. What's up, Rock and Rick? I think we're all in agreement that uh, Aaron probably did pretty good scholastically in school, right? Oh, yeah. Pretty smart. Book smart. Well-spoken. Absolutely. Okay. He bent this over last year to get all his players back, all his money. If he really, really, really wasn't... uh, all in for a trade. Don't you think he wouldn't have signed it unless there was a no trade clause? I think he's planned this going somewhere else from the get go. He's he's yeah. too smart not to have that clause in there if he's not thinking about. He probably wants to go to 49ers. It's probably where he'd love to go. Interesting. Don't you kind of think that? Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about that. Why didn't he battle for a no trade clause? Maybe they, maybe the Packers weren't willing to give it to him, and maybe said hey, the Packers said, "Well, we can't, can't give you a no trade clause, but we'll give you fifty million a year." How does that sound? We'll bump our 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 annual salary to you up quite a bit. Maybe that was part of the conversation. But I think Aaron Rodgers, and you've heard him talk, Rock and Rick, the last couple of off seasons, he's talked about his future as if he's a free agent, right? He's talked as if I could go somewhere else, even though he's under contract with the Packers. He's very much, I think, thought of himself as as available and, and possibly going somewhere else at any point. Okay, and then the other thing is, if he doesn't have a no-trade clause, this is what blows me away. I don't get why do the Jets have to fly out somewhere and talk to him. They should just be working out a deal with the Packers. Well, I... I, well, I, I, you know, Rock and Rick, I've, uh, I've never taken a private jet somewhere for an important business meeting, so I guess I'm, I'm spitballing here. I'm assuming that they went out there to try to sell him on the Jets because Aaron Rodgers needs to bless this trade, and they also probably want to get an idea of where his head is at. Like, okay, dude, are you going to play for one more year? Are you going to play for two more years? Like, man-to-man here. We're flying all the way out here. We want to acquire you, but we need to know where your head's at a little bit. So that's probably they're, – they're doing their due diligence, Right, they're figuring out what are we investing in if we trade for you, Aaron. Uh, I guess I can see that part of it. Then. Sure, I would think all the dealing should be with the Packers. I mean, obviously the Packers are going to send them wherever they get the best deal for them. If there's anybody, maybe there's nobody fighting over them. Yeah, I think it's just the Jets. I, I mean, unless there's unless some sneaky sneaky team is is out and about and we don't know about it. And, and the Jets, it seems, are a very public team because we know where where they're flying and who's going. Like they've leaked all of this to Diana Russini and Dan Graziano and other people at ESPN. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would imagine that the Jets and the Packers have had conversations about, okay, if Rodgers is down and you guys want to acquire him and he blesses this trade, here's what it would kind of look like. I bet they've worked out some sort of framework 
maybe not to the to the letter, maybe not to the nth degree, but they've talked about, I bet, what compensation would look like. Well, I should hope so. Yeah, that's, um, what, that's what I expect from my team. Do your due diligence, Goody. Let's talk about compensation before we really get the ball rolling and they fly all the way out there. Yeah, I'm heading up 61 to Winona, so it's going to sound like I'm going to do a day from Winona here in the next couple seconds. <laughs> Drop I'll just out. say goodbye now. I had a couple dead spots. Yeah, thanks, Rockin' Rick. It was nice to hear from you. Yeah, you too, bud. Take care. Have a good one. That is Rockin' Rick. 608-796-2558. A couple of texts here. And if I don't read these now, then they're going to get buried. And so I'm just going to address these now, even if they're a little random and all over the place. It's part of the fun. Robin Stoddard says, let the Rogers show begin again today. Hey, I do have other things I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about the uh, the Derek Carr signing because I think that can lead us into a really interesting big picture conversation about the NFL. Vagabond John says, Grant Williams is such a likable dude in college bringing Tennessee hoops back to relevance. What happened? Uh, I can tell you he got drafted by a team that plays in Boston. Next question. Eau Claire Chris says, when you and your girlfriend are doing a puzzle and she loses a piece, you don't start a new puzzle. No, you are the final piece. I, 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 I don't know to, I don't know what this is referring to, uh, but it made me laugh. Thank you, Chris, for that. Uh, and a deep cut. We have been in the, we have been in the mix for some puzzles. We'll probably do one this weekend. My mom, um, does a lot of puzzles and I saw her last weekend and she was nice enough to bring me a, a big bag of puzzles that she had finished. So maybe a, a puzzle exchange, kind of like a book club sort of thing. Maybe we need a Wisco sports show, not a book club, but a puzzle club. We'll talk about this. Maybe just write that down in the idea folder. Here's a text that says, maybe Goody and Rogers are swingers. Yeah, maybe we can work that angle into the marriage analogy. Mike from Chippewa Falls says, you were so right yesterday when you said the Packers are com- said the Packers committed to Rogers. They expected commitment in return. Yeah, I think that's part of the frustration. And this is what Mike Silver wrote. Right, like I'm, I'm just trying to fill in the lines a little bit of what Mike Silver wrote. Mike Silver wrote yesterday and released at Bally Sports. We talked about it. That it's not necessarily that the Packers think they have the greatest quarterback in the world in Jordan Love. They like Jordan Love, but it's not like they think they have a Hall of Famer waiting there. They are more tired of of doing this with Rodgers because he doesn't seem to be all in after getting that big contract. I think the Packers gave him that deal, d- detrimental to themselves very much. This is not a good team-friendly contract, despite what Pat McAfee said on the day. It was very bizarre. Well, team-friendly, $50 million. Okay, well, there's no such thing. right? The Packers gave that contract to Rodgers thinking, okay, this will show him how committed we are to him and how even though we drafted Jordan Love, we're still all in on him. We still love and appreciate him. And in giving him $50 million a year, maybe we get a little bit more buy-in. Maybe we get some reciprocation. And they did not. And I think that's where a lot of their frustration is stemming from. And Mike Silver all but wrote that, but we did have some nice discussions about that yesterday, Mike. Good point. Let's talk to Q, who gives us a ring from Milwaukee, 608-796-2558. What's up, Q? Grant, I, I've been a little outspoken on my hatred of Rodgers. Okay. Yes. This is kind of a sad day. Like, it, it takes me back when I was, like, a teenager and Roger, or Favre got traded to the Jets for a third round pick. Mm-hmm. I just, I hope we don't get fleeced like that. Um, and I, I, so in the business world, if you've entered due diligence, mm-hmm. that means you have a signed letter of interest, which means that the deal is already struck. Like we ha- already have a firm agreement 
with the Jets. So I think the fact that they flew out means that it's a lot closer to happening than, like, just a, a couple conversations. Like, I think this, you're right, this is a due diligence trip where, like, this could be done tonight or tomorrow if they get the right answers from Rodgers. Yeah. And, like, part of what what makes me sad is Rodgers is vindictive enough to do everything that the Packers want him to do with the Jets, meaning buy in completely, go to OTA, show up for entire training camp, yeah. and he could start hosting like off-season workouts with his receivers <laughs> just to prove the the Packers wrong. Yeah. And if he does all that in 11 to 12 games, even in a tough division, yeah, um, I mean, I, so, I I think the Jets, if everything goes right, I think they could have a very nice season, right? Now, there's a little bit more you know, com- competitive division. They have the Bills there. I don't really know about the Patriots. I don't really know about the Jets. I don't like assigning a good season and just assuming that the Jets and Patriots are going to be great. I think they could be middle of the road. I think things are going to have to fall in place for Aaron Rodgers to go to the Jets and win. Which, by the way, Q, that's the case for every team that's built through a nice, strong defense, right? That's what teams... Have tried to tried to do the last couple of years. They get this nice roster, they a nice defense, and then they add the quarterback after. And it's it's just a tough needle to thread. So things definitely need to fall into place for the Jets to be good next year if Rodgers is there. Well, especially like some of the early early rumors were like us getting not just picks but players back from the Jets. Like if we think back to like during the season, um, who's their good. Is it the nose tackle or the Quinton Williams, the D yeah. lineman? Yeah, Quinton Williams. Like he's a big part of their defense. Um, I I guess I would like in return either four pick, like a mix of four picks and players. Ooh, I think if the Packers, I think the Jets have the thirteenth pick. I think if the Packers can get that pick, this trade is a success. I think if they can just get that one pick. Just, Maybe that pick in a third next year or something. I, I just, I don't know. They're not negotiating against anyone. That's the problem, Q. I don't think the Raiders are in. I don't think that they're not going to trade him to the NFC. And even if they were, I, I don't think the Niners are in. The, like, the Jets are basically the only team in on this. And I think that's really going to impact but, the return. But I also think that, like, unless the Jets can convince Tom Brady to go there. They don't have a better option. That, Rodgers is like the most viable QB they could attract. Yeah, I mean now Lamar is, um, Lamar can be had for two first round picks and, and a bunch of money. I don't know if that that's true. Fits. He fits their timeline more. He fits their young players. I'd probably try for Lamar, but that might be easier said than done. There's a lot of maneuvering with trading and with salary and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Q. I just realized that Mike Clements is coming up at four thirty, and I haven't taken my first break yet. So as great as this is, I I got to take a break. I'm sorry, Q. Well, I'm just going to say I made it through Rogers' call without losing my head. So <laughs> you that's did. a win. Yeah, Thanks for a, the time. Yeah, of course, Q. is a step up from last time. We like that. Let's keep cool heads. And you're right. If Rogers is all of a sudden not a Packer as of tomorrow, it's going to be very sad. The problem is there's been so much buildup to this. It's like, just shoot me already. Just get this over with. It's all we've been talking about for three years. So it's not like we're being shocked and blindsided that this you know, all-time great is leaving our franchise, this has been very much a reality and a possibility for a couple of years now. And I think that will change how we feel when it happens. 608-796-2558. Three minutes and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show mike clemens in about 10 minutes so stand by all you clem heads out there we're gonna get a special appearance for mike clemens i'm hoping that mike tells us some good stories about when this happened 15 years ago with far with the same team the jets and it also involved a plane ride across the country back then it was the packers flying down to mississippi today it's the jets flying from new york to la the one thing that I can't get out of my mind, I said this at the start of the show, I'm going to bring it up a couple times tonight. There's just no way that at some point in that six-hour plane ride from New York to L.A. that the Packers, or, or the, the Jets rather, brass, looked around at each other. The owner, GM, offensive coordinator, head coach, they looked around and somebody said, what if he asks us to do some shrooms with him? <laughs> what, if he asked, what, if, what if he asks us all to get stoned and spend the night or something go on a journey are we are we down for that what's our game plan there's no way it's a six-hour plane ride there's no way that that was not brought up at some point during the ride you want to be prepared for every situation right there's no way that they at least didn't bring that up and kick around the possibilities and make a game plan there's no way that didn't happen 608-796-2558 couple of texts real quick and then we'll get back to the phones uh, the Jets have a very tough schedule next year. I'd call it nine and eight at best. This will be disastrous for the Jets in the end. Even if they don't make the playoffs next year, I don't think the Jets are going to have to give up the Russell Wilson package. I think they maybe give up a first and a player or a first and a third. And if you get Aaron Rodgers for two years and he plays even pretty well, even if you don't win at a high level in the playoffs, I, I think that's hard to be a disaster. It's hard to make that c- catastrophe. Uh, Texas, does this really make us better? Well, are you speaking about the Packers? No, I don't think it makes the Packers better. I think it moves them into whatever the next era of Packers football is. I think it puts them in a better spot moving forward. This text says, as much as the Jets aren't bidding with anyone, I don't think the Packers are in a position to say no anyway. Take 13 in a player or pick and move on. I would tend to agree. Lou from Windsor says, in all caps as always, which I love. I don't necessarily want Rodgers to leave, but he is not all in. If he was, he wouldn't be going through this. Let him go. Talk to David Middleton. David Minona's a much more polite radio cousin. What's going on, Dave? <laughs> I I wanted to call you yesterday and I didn't have the opportunity. Are you still looking for songs for the Rogers exit? Oh yeah. If Rogers leaves, if if all of a sudden we get the notification that he's gone, we were talking about the song that should be played. I think David got the ball rolling on this. I would suggest and it's a relatively recent song. I not remember the artist, but it's closing time. Oh, um, semi-sonic, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I like that. Last call. It would be the <laughs> lights closing time, lights off, or lights on, depending if you're talking about the closing of a bar. Like it's the end of an era. We're on to a next era, the next iteration of Packers football. You can go somewhere, but you can't stay here. Yeah, you got to go to the Jet. Well, in the Jets, it might, seems like it's the only place. The Raiders don't seem to be yeah. in. The Dolphins aren't pursuing anybody they announced today, so it might just be the Jets. Yeah, I really wanted to talk a little bit about uh, baseball. Let's do it. Something positive for a change. Yeah. I um, 
Congratulations. That's a really cool trip you're going to be taking, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy the hell out of it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make us some 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 close friends and sources for the show. So we're gonna we're gonna add uh, a lot of brewers credibility to this program. I think, Dave, that's the goal. It's a business trip. But thank you, yeah, and thanks to our sponsors again, the Cross Beer House, Flipside Pub and Grill. Uh, they really made yeah. it possible. So I'm uh, no, I am amped. You are correct. I'm very excited. Okay, and I I have a song for uh, Antonazio. Uh, poor, poor, pitiful me. And the reason I'm suggesting that. I read something, and I wish I had saved the reference, because uh, otherwise I'm just talking. Um, with the revenue sharing in baseball, mm-hmm. Antonazio will make money this year without having to sell a ticket or a beer or a hot dog. And that includes all of his overhead, all of his player costs and yeah. so forth. So, um, for all of those Brewer fans out there, and I kind of caught myself as one, uh, just think about that every time you buy a jersey, every time you buy a ticket, that, that's going right in his pocket. It's not going to improve the team at all. Oh, are you calling for a boycott, Dave? This sounds very politically no, motivated, no. this call. Or just awareness. No, you're calling a... for awareness. How and where and when you're spending your money. I see. Yes, it's, it's, it's more of an awareness. It's more of a recognition, really, that uh, the economics of this thing are such that he cannot lose money. He will not lose money. And um, if you choose to support him, that's what you're doing as opposed to supporting the team. So I guess that's my hot take for the day. Um, Thanks for the call or the call uh, and um, talk to you again. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Appreciate your calls as always. Uh, yeah, economic structures designed by the rich are not typically designed in such a way where the rich lose money. <laughs> I'm no uh, economics guy here, but the rich and powerful do not hate environments and mech- to lose money. Be dumb of them. I don't blame them. But yeah, revenue sharing the way baseball works. That's why the Brewers aren't even the best example. Look at the athletics. Look at, you know, the Reds, some of these teams that just, for the most part, refuse to spend any money, and the owners don't really feel it because they make money anyways. 608-796-2558. Send me a text because we're going to get Mike Clemens on the horn. We'll come back, talk Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and maybe some Favre stories. I I know Mike a little bit. I feel like he's going to have a good story or two for us. Coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. We're talking Packers. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day again. It's Aaron Rodgers Day again. The Jets and all of their big time decision makers, owner, GM, head coach, and offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett all hopped on the private jet and went out to LA today. Or California, I guess, not LA. New York to LA, one coastal elitist city to another, ivory tower to ivory tower to go try to convince Aaron Rodgers to join the Jets. Here to discuss it with us, Mike Clemens. Now, Mike, we were we were gonna have you come to Lacrosse so we could do this in studio, but your private jet was uh, it was in use, unlike the the decision makers at, at the Jets. So sorry we have to do this over the phone. 
Yeah, I don't mind a Kurt Benkert who's yeah. not looking for an NFL job, so he's flying around today. Your private jet gets the, used by a lot of big time names. Yeah, I, I, teams flying the uh, flying around with the franchise tag today. Yeah, uh, Woody Johnson is the great grandson of the founder of Johnson and Johnson Pharmaceuticals, and he bought the Jets like twenty, like two thousand for six hundred thirty-five million. Uh, last time I saw an estimate that team was worth at least three and a half billion dollars. So made a nice investment there. He's seventy-five years old. His young brother Christopher is vice president of the team, uh, and Woody, uh, you know, also uh, was a big uh, supporter of uh, President Trump. Donated to his party, and then when, tr- when Trump won the election, was uh, Trump's uh, ambassador to Great Britain during Brexit and those kinds of things were going on during that administration. So that's where he comes from. And uh, do you uh, remember Kim Jones, a NFL reporter for NFL Network on uh, for the Jets and the Giants? Kim Jones. Let me, let me Google a picture really quick. I bet. Yeah. Kim yeah. Jones, not that guy. I always thought she did a tremendous job uh, covering complicated situations going oh, yeah. on the past several years with the Giants. and Well, so she's walking by me in the newsroom last week at Combine, and I just waved her over, and I just I, I just told her about that. Now, I know that uh, NFL Network made a lot of changes in the last year when they moved their uh, big headquarters out to next door to Sci-Fi Stadium that Bill and I saw covering Super Bowl there last year. And so she's New York-based. She works for uh, the fan for WFAN and uh, Newsday up there covering the teams, mostly the Giants these days. And so she said, you know, tell me about Aaron Rodgers. Because, of course, everybody was taught, spent the whole week of the combine talking about what's with this dude, you know, doing a four-day darkness retreat. Yeah. And I said, you know, I, I got into talking about going to Chico um, six or seven years ago when we were in San Francisco after covering uh, Super Bowl 50 mm-hmm. um, at the 49ers stadium, driving up to Chico. And I said, you know, I I asked him, I said, you know, after that, that I'm going to drive up to Chico. I want to, you know, see your hometown, see what it was all about. And he said, well, you're not going to talk to my family, are you? And I go, <laughs> no. no. And no. this was about a year or two before Jordan was on The Bachelor yeah. and let all that stuff out. I go, no, no. I said, the whole point of the story is, like, I want to talk to the coaches. I want to talk to people. I want to know if people knew that they had an NFL quarterback. Yeah. You know, and I said, Hall of Famer, that when you played in high school or when you played at Butte. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, great. So then he gave me all the names of his coaches at the high school, baseball, football. And then, you know, Craig, his main guy that changed his life by taking them at Butte. And got him there, and he got picked up by Jeff Tedford and, and Cal. And so it was great, but, you know, those guys said, as an 18-year-old, Aaron Rodgers sat at the front row of the class. He got straight A's. He was competitive in asking questions. You know, first one to shoot his hand up was in all the, you know, it was a jock in all the teams. Mm-hmm. He had two or three really close friends. He'd kind of walk in a room and look around and just sort of survey the room. And I'm like, oh. He does that today in the locker room. He's, yeah. he's still the same way. Size everybody he up. Just, yeah, he ex- always sizes up the room. Sizes up the room. See, everything's going around. And just two or three guys that he really trusted and kind of nerdy. They went to a lot of movies and hung out someplace called the Burger Hut where you could, you know, make your own burgers, you know, onto the side. And, 
And, you know, his Fed head coach at his high school said, you know something? Um, we always thought Aaron was going to be like our investment broker one day. Yeah. We, he was really smart in math. No, we didn't really think he was going to be a tough uh, grinder uh, NFL football star. Cause, and he was still a little bit undersized when he left high school and went to junior college. So, you know, sometimes in that way, people don't change. And so while you're trying to explain why someone's in a four-day darkness retreat, he's always, you know, been a guy who does stuff that's a little different. So let's fast forward to a week ago today. It's 9 in the morning, yes. and we get the, you know, our stations finally get the invite to this sit-down with the GM. You know, we've been covering, you know, the team for many years, and in the past, this was a session that you know, they would have, like, one person from the major papers, like the, the Press-Gazette, the Journal Sentinel in Milwaukee, the State Journal Times in Madison, and, you know, basically for those guys are going to write, like, a big Sunday column mm-hmm. that they could you know, have a Q&A with the GM. Well, Gudikins also let it, added us to the list to come in. And he sat down, and he went into detail, but his his main headline that, that, that we came out with was, Jordan Love's ready to play. Yeah. Jordan Love deserves to play. Jordan Love is an NFL starter. Aaron, we need to talk to Aaron. We need There's conversations that we need to have and you know we need to hear from him first. Is he a player? Uh, we you know we've got a plan. If he wants to come back, uh, you know Russ Ball, our finance guy, has got the money all shifted around. As you guys have seen, we've already restructured the contract of Aaron Jones players. Uh, so you know we're under the cap, and we're ready for that plan. And we made that fifty nine and a half million dollar commitment to Aaron, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago. But we need to talk to him. Yeah. And so now, here you got Aaron Rodgers on uh, at the house in L.A., and you've got you know Woody and Chris Johnson and Robert Sala, who's the best friend of Matt Lafleur, stood up at his wedding. The head coach of the Jets, who's a defensive-minded coach, had a great defense that beat Rodgers and Lafleur when he was with the Forty ers beat him last year, twenty-seven to ten. Uh, and Nathaniel Hackett, who was his offensive coordinator, and two of those three years, Aaron Rodgers was what? You know, named the team's, the, the league's MVP. They're flying on a private jet out to L.A. now to have face-to-face meetings with uh, Aaron Rodgers. And so, you know, you still got these people on social media saying, well, I'll believe it when I hear Aaron Rodgers say it. Sure. Okay. And we wait in a okay. while. Okay. Yeah. You know. The Packers are probably thinking the same thing because the Packers haven't heard from him based on what Brian Gutekind said last week. Let's go back to the combine really quick, Mike, because we talked last Tuesday, and we I, I really asked you and, and focused on this this remark that Goody said, make sure if it's the right fit, you know, talking about Rodgers. Yes. Said, Mike. He's been there a million years now. There could be no one who's a better fit. And the only theory that I had at the time was, well, maybe he's not bought in. Maybe he's not applying himself with the Packers the way they wanted to. And we get a report from Mike Silver yesterday that the Packers feel like Rodgers has checked out a little bit on them ever since getting that contract of 50 million years. So I'll ask you, what do you think the Packers are wanting from Rodgers that they aren't getting. Because, you know, sports radio, we talk about playing in the preseason and showing up at OTAs, but there's got to be more that the Packers are wanting. It can't just be OTAs one week in April. It must be a bigger problem than that if we're hearing about it. So what do the Packers want from Rodgers that they're not getting from him? 
I I don't I don't know if Green Bay thinks they can fix them. I okay. I think that there's I think there's just mental things that's going on with Aaron and the way he runs the offense as complicated as it is and you know you've got even the special teams coordinator coming into one of our press conferences. I got this on tape mm-hmm. where Rich Bisaccia was a few minutes late and he says and this was after that story had come out about you know Aaron Rodgers has as many as 30 hand signals yeah okay he didn't know him to receivers he didn't know him <laughs> yeah and and Bisaccia came and said yeah I'm sorry to be a little late you know Aaron stopped me in the hallway and he tested me on those damn hand signals again and I got four wrongs yeah, and everybody's funny. laughing yeah you know, and and then pretend that you're part of the Packer brass, and you know you're at the Super Bowl out in Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, and Thursday night's the wonderful NFL Honors Award show, and they're giving out the Walton Payton Award and Best Player of the Year and all this stuff. And in meanwhile, Kelly Clarkson's up there doing Aaron Rodgers jokes. Yeah, you know, or you turn on late night TV and they're making jokes, and uh, you know, and then. And so, to me, the turning point in the last seven days was this. I have been saying all along that um, I think that the, the, the team's mission of the last three or four years is, you know, not only are we trying to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. not only are we, in fact, all in. This yeah. is what all in looks like for Green Bay. But that... Um, uh, but also at the same time, you know, you've kept, you understand your quarterback is 37, 38, 39 years old. Of and, you know, things can happen in this sport. You know, just ask Alex Smith, you know, when yeah. your career comes abruptly to an end. That um, Mark Murphy, you know, let it out in that monthly column that he does that, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, I've got to retire when I'm 70, so I'm two years away. And to me, when you think about from the top down, and Mark Murphy has is part of the decision making. He set up the structure that way yeah. when he hired Goodykins at Lafleur. Is that what more would the guy want than to say, "I want to win one more trophy for Aaron Rodgers"? For me, that would be our legacy. How could you have Aaron Rodgers around since 2010 and not win a second Super Bowl? Even make one, yeah. Right, right. And so when people were saying last year, do you think they still want Rodgers back? Do you, think, do you really think they're going to pay $60 million? All those kinds of questions. And then you lose that game to the Lions when you could have gone to the playoffs, at least you know, at least played a week or so in the playoffs. I don't think anybody thought they were going to the Super Bowl this year. At least they got back. But the way you lost that game to the Lions in the, in the last month, uh, it, you know, you won four in a row to come back. And you, and you understand that man was playing with a fractured thumb for four or five weeks. Sure. Um, last, this past Saturday morning, I'm waiting and waiting, and finally at 8.05 Saturday morning, Mark Murphy posts his monthly column called Murphy Takes Five. Yeah. He takes five questions from fans. And he writes nothing about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Nothing? Doesn't address that issue? Whereas a year ago at this time, the headline was, from Mark Murphy, we want Aaron Rodgers back. Yeah. And two years ago, when everybody was getting on Adam Scheffner for his reports that, oh, what do you mean that you know the, the Packers are looking to trade him or that, that, that there's, there's trade talks? And then within two days... Uh, the 49ers say, yeah, we, we called. We heard there was stuff going on. And then by that Saturday morning in that same column, Mark Murphy said, 
yes, we've been flying out to L.A. for the last two or three months because Aaron's not sure he wants yeah. or being greedy. So that's where it's at. And so when Mark Murphy doesn't say a thing about it Saturday, that's when you say, oh, boy, this is this is completely fluid right now. And so, at, I, you know, we'll wait for Aaron's side of the story. But at some point yesterday uh, or recently, he has, in fact, had communication with Brian Gutekunst, who has laid out, you know, whatever those contingencies or conversations were. Yeah. He would not go into that detail. And the next thing you know, um, he had communication with the Jets yesterday. He was having them again today, and now we've got the word from the Jets camp is, yeah, their group is flying out to meet with him in person and talk more about what his role would be like if he went to the Jets for the next year or two and mentored Zach Wilson. So we got two minutes. You might not have a great answer. By 4 o'clock tomorrow, what do you, what do you think we're talking about? What do you think we know that we don't know right now? Well, it would help for, you know, if Aaron is going to speak or something. Yeah, I guess. Um, Announce but, his uh, decision, his intentions. Yeah, I guess. He yeah. he made a big deal about that, and that hasn't happened yet, so maybe he is going to speak at some point. I think a really nice thing to know is how much of the Jets willing to give up. Yeah. Um, I put a post out uh, earlier this afternoon. They've got a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth-round pick. So they got plenty of picks this year and uh, next year as well. They've got plenty of capital for Gutekis to try and uh, pick off for him. I, and don't ask me what, exactly what the value of Rodgers is. I'm sure anybody listening right now would say, well, how about two first rounds? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Right? Or, or, or a one and a couple of twos. But um, I, that's really the biggest question now because – you know, Brian Gutekinds is essentially saying to the Packer fans, if Aaron wants to play in Green Bay and he and he agrees to some of our contingencies, and now I'm going to guess that that means, look, we're moving on from Randall Cobb, man, and 40-year-old Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. And there's, a good, there's a great draft on that. And so, you know, you may not feel, well, you know, you're going to lose some of your friends in the locker room, and that's been important to you, but, it, you know, it didn't work out, all right? Yeah. For whatever reason, that didn't work out. And here's what we plan on doing here, and here's the opportunities we have in the draft. Now, if you can, maybe you have to come to some OTAs or mini camps, or may, you know, maybe Matt Lafleur has talked to him about it. You know, here's some things we're thinking about offensively, et cetera. Yeah. Or if they just sold him on, you know, look, um, there's a great opportunity to be with the Jets. Look at look at this, you know, and he don't have to sell Aaron on this. He knows this. He he cares deeply about Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett had a horrible experience with the Denver Broncos. If he goes there and turns the Jets into a winning organization, you know, Nathaniel Hackett gets what Andy Reid calls as, you know, that scar tissue as you get as a coach in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> when things go bad. So, uh, you know, he, he and it's New York and it's a change of scenery. And maybe Aaron, you know, during those four days of thinking through what's the next step in his life, considered that as well. But obviously, he's letting these guys come out and at least talk to him before he decides, no, I'll I'll take what the Packers want uh, or I'll move to New York or maybe I won't play anymore. Yeah, and it sounds like retirement from a couple sources who talked this week, retirement is a little bit more realistic than I think 
some of us believe. I don't know that anybody knows anything. I think that's the theme. I got to take a break. Mike. I, hey, listen, I, I'll yep. go back to a couple of years ago when Aaron said that he waited right up until the last weekend before he came back yeah. and said, I'll come back if you get Randall Cabo from the Texans, yeah. which they did. So I guess it might be another buzzer beater. We'll see. I got to take a break. Mike, thank you so much for this. I appreciate your stories and your insight and everything. And I'm very fascinated to see where this goes next. Thank you. So am I. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, have a good one. That's Mike Clements on Twitter, at Mike Clemens NFL. He had me captivated. That's good stuff. Before we take our break at 5 o'clock, I want to talk about Lamar Jackson, what's going on. It's very bizarre. And then we'll get back to the Packers, Rodgers, talk some other quarterback things after 5 o'clock. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, we thank Mike Clements so much for his time, not just today, but throughout the season and basically whenever there's anything going on with the Packers. Appreciate his stories, his insight. And if you miss Mike, if you're just joining us or you missed any part of that conversation, it'll be in the podcast. I'll post it right after 6 o'clock because who knows what's going to happen in two hours, three hours. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. We're going to talk more Packers, and I want to talk a little bit about the Derek Carr signing in New Orleans as well. Just something to think about. Lamar Jackson was franchise tagged today, but he was tagged in such a way where other teams can match and then acquire him by trading two first-round picks. Since that's happened, we've gotten... Blue check reports from the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Commanders, the Raiders, all saying we're not in on Lamar, which is a little bizarre. When do teams ever say, hey, we're not involved, especially a bunch of teams all at once? This seems a little colludy to me. I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not accusing. I'm just. That's the way it smells. It smells like all these teams got together and said, okay, we're not making fully guaranteed quarterbacks contracts the norm. The Deshaun Watson is not the norm. We're going to do the Ravens a solid here and stand in solidarity and not guarantee a contract for Lamar. Smells awful colludy. Let's take a two-minute break. We'll come back. Continue the Wisco Sports Show. Coming up next. (laughs) 